How's it going, guys? Welcome to episode number 48 now of the Studio 7 Fitness Podcast. Um, and delighted to welcome back on for his fourth appearance. He'll be going for two match balls soon. Um, Mr. Alan Devan um, from Alan Devan Fitness. Um, Alan is an online trainer, he's a face to face trainer, he's a strength and conditioning coach. But apart from all those things, we're not going to define him by what he does. He's uh, an absolute legend of an individual, great human being, great heart. And um, you know, I'm sure if you follow him, he's a gas man as well. Gas Crackdale stories. Thanks for having me on, Mike. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to delve a little bit deep today as well, as we always do. We tend to go off on a bit of a tangent, but that's all good. Um, Alan has a lot of changes going on in the last year. Um, not only obviously with COVID happening, he's moved jobs, he's gone fully self-employed, he's had a little baba, baby Grace, uh, who's been in the gym as well, she's one of our youngest members, and um, he's uh, he had a, a pretty bad injury um, fairly recently, so we're going to talk about that, we'll talk about his recovery, and uh, some other uh, bits and bobs, so delighted to have him back, so welcome Alan, onto the Lean Into Life podcast. Brilliant, Mike, as always. Um, I love when I get the message about coming back on and uh, a few stories to tell for sure. Yeah, so um, first things first, how are we doing? We're coming a bit out of COVID, I suppose. Um, you know, you kind of went online. Was it kind of around when in middle of COVID, was it? You, you moved jobs um, or you moved from a permanent job to self-employed. Just maybe talk us through uh, briefly kind of your... I suppose your journey professionally um from your transition i suppose over to uh over to the to my world into the world of self-employment yeah so michael it was actually this time last year i finished up in the europe hotel so i gave four weeks notice so i was the just after the august bank holiday weekend and uh decided time enough was enough it was in the pipeline for a while but like i suppose i could I, initially i wanted to hold off for another six months and have my gym fully finished at, at home but I was actually literally working out of a shoebox in my, in my uh, shed and people started coming and that was enough for me I said look there's no perfect time to do anything no. do you know as you know yourself like um, you can't have all, like they always say have your ducks in a row and stuff but I don't know sometimes it's good to, for the duck to d- jump into the deep end and yeah. figure out how to swim I've, I've been a, that's kind of my personality anyway it's a good and a bad thing but thankfully I'm here a year later um, still eating I'm still wearing He's not cool, so I'm just something right anyway. Yeah, you are, and um, you know it's been a it's been a success, and you've had a few challenges, and you you become a daddy. So how's that? How's 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 that transition? Oh, that's a, that's a big life change, um, Mike. Yeah, so baby, picture up on the. She's right behind me here. Her thank you card, and she's a member in this gym. She won't train her dad, but she train with her dad's <laughs> friend Mike. But um, yeah, Grace Savannah was born on the twenty fourth of December. Um. It was a lovely surprise because, you know, we didn't find out the gender and right at the last moment I was wondering what it was and she came and thankfully it's a girl. You know, initially, I don't know, do most men really want to buy a son like them, but Jesus, like, I wouldn't change for the world now. Like, she's really, yeah, she has me actually wrapped around her finger like, it's mad. I, she told me to turn up to Clarity Town, they're naked, I nearly would just for a laugh. Like, she's, she's, she's adorable, yeah, and you can see from your interactions, like, yeah, she's gonna. She has. She has. Uh, she has the daddy wrapped. Oh as, god! As yeah. everyone, I say she's sport, um, and she deservedly so. Like she's. Uh, she's a lovely girl. She's so. a lovely, happy um, she's individual, smiling. which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, but as you said, big transition, and I suppose then I suppose there's 
added responsibility, I suppose, through work. It kind of gives you a different kind of drive, does it? Absolutely, Michael. Yeah, like, you know, like, I've extra mouth to feet now. Like, you know, it's more, more, you have to, I suppose I have to produce. Like, there's no safety blanket with me now. Like, you know, you know yourself being self-employed in Ireland. You don't get nothing for nothing. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you're kind of on your own there. Like, it's gotten better. I know that, like, but even with this injury, like, there was schemes like supposed to apply for this and that but it's not even worth the hassle like it's like yeah. they don't even want to give it to you like you know it's yeah sometimes the less you do the more you seem to get but like I'm actually working harder and I'm at least suffering at the end and pay more tax and yeah. which are look I wouldn't have it any other way I think it's the way we're wired like you know the drive like and that's the thing yeah I mean as I said remember when I I jumped and then the first year or two or the year or so you know and you get to a point where you have to kind of start charging for that and all this type of oh stuff. yeah and um, someone says, well, it's a sign of growth, do you know? Um, yes. You, know, you can stand under the radar, but it's a sign that your your business is growing because you've got over the threshold, you know? So I suppose looking at it like that. But um, I suppose my next question was kind of risk versus reward, I suppose, for making that leap of faith. And a lot of people, you know, they have a lot of dreams, they have a lot of things, they have a lot of things they want to do and a lot of passion to do or, you know, in them, but they don't, they can't make that leap or they maybe talk themselves out of it. Now, we're both had similar similar positions as i said similar leaps into um and i said for myself you know it took it took a fair few internal conversations to to, make inner belief and i always struggled that over the years when i was younger inner confidence and belief you can do something and then you know but then i was like look i've grown businesses for other people for years and i've made a success so why can't i do that for myself so just talk us through your mindset about and then that last sort of few months and you're like no look this time um, like we we reopened there in the hotel we had to go back to work in May and then everything was kind of opened in June um, and I was coming off like I suppose when the thing shut down it was December again there was another lockdown almost couldn't only five months and I was like working away online the whole time so I was like making a living from a laptop like and when the world was, was shut down I would say another choice and I was like then I was called back to work and it was it was a bit of a shock to the system that things were opening up and um I kinda knew that summer then like I need to start transitioning to go up my own and like we were going back to work and uh the hotel was open and fitness wasn't a top of the priority because you know classes were so um it was so hard to do fitness class because there were so many restrictions and I was yes. just getting a bit stagnant stagnant. So uh, that kinda did put a push a drive in me to to get my own outside uh, interest going like my mm. my individual clients and my online to keep that taking over and my GA team so um, from COVID I suppose I learned that I do have the ability to, to run a business without the safety blanket of it of um, an income behind me so that was yeah. kind of my one wake up call really you know because it is a lovely job you know yourself it's a lovely environment they're, yeah. they're very good employers um, the salary is quite good it's a beautiful area there, uh, nothing's you don't want for anything when you work there really like yeah. equipment wise but um i always knew deep down that uh, I, I just have to try it or else you know like, like the both the five top five regrets of the dime like you know you don't want to live Seriously. with regret okay. like yeah so um and i was only talking about that too i did a couple of sort of online stuff recently with groups and and that <clears throat> edith Edgar, um do you know her message about you know worst thing in life is getting to the end of your life and, and realizing you didn't live at all do you know what i mean so i found that really profound when i first and that's why i did it because i would have had a, a big regret if i'd never a what if or i didn't want to be a, i wish i had a person do you know what i mean 
and look yeah i'm five years in touch wood we're still here but look it still could fail so but like I, I, and if it does it does you know i'll i'll, I'll go on to something else what i'm saying is like i would have i'd rather have tried than than not do you know what i mean but like isn't there a stat about businesses how many there's a massive percentage of, of failures in year one and year three like yeah, so yeah, i've yeah. gone through year one and like you're in year three like so we must be doing something right because year five now but um uh yeah i probably missed two years from the old court i went i went online because i had to as well yeah. so i had to adapt and we'll talk about adapt, adapting as well but uh i think you know in business i think people connect to the person a lot that people connect to the atmosphere and we had a community day there the last day Great. and i was so sort of wrapped up in trying to make the day good and all that and then people were like us oh, amazing great achievement and i nearly had to pull myself back because I, I, I'm not great at that either but I'm getting better and say actually Mike you know you haven't done a bad job yeah <laughs> what I had on a, on a piece of paper my mission statement when I was in the LEO start your own business boot camp uh, years ago now I, I all I had was a vision a dream and um, I had a mission statement to, to create a community where people can meet make friends reach their goals physically mentally and then I sat back and seen all the kids and all the food and people having a great time I was like this, this is what I had in my head yeah. do you know what I mean and now it's, this is like this is what's happening do you know so I was kind of like you know a bit of a you know goosebumpsy kind of like actually do you know we've you know I've helped create create this do you know it's amazing and yeah. then there's you know now the team is growing so um, and I just wanted to share something that I only saw today and I think you'd appreciate it there was a like we love our reels and our um, quotes and our this and that but there was one from Jim Carrey and he was talking about his father, who was, who wanted to be a comedian as well, deep down, but he, he took the conservative option and he became an accountant, um, which is again is a is a stable kind of say you know it's a good job and so on, um, and what Jim said, he became an accountant, but then he actually lost his job, so uh, his safe job, and they were quite poor for a while and they struggled and stuff like that. But what Jim said. Um, which I found was really profound, and I'll just share it with you guys. He said, you can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well take a chance and do what you love. And I thought that was really powerful. Like, yes. As in, like, you can you can sit there and, no, no, don't take the leap of faith, and that's fine as well, and, and that might not work out. So why not why not roll the dice sometimes, you know? We only get one life. Absolutely, yeah. Well, that's, that's brilliant, no? Yeah. Um, so I thought I just wanted to share that with you, and I think we're similar mindset in that like if you don't try you don't know um and the worst thing is not knowing i think i think so mike and i'm sure like there's loads i've tried already like i like spent fortunes on ebooks i thought oh people will be buying my ebook there and i'll be making money while they see that didn't work there's so many things i've been trying like you know oh, yeah and like, I've, I've, like you failed loads of things but like there's things there's things that work like you know you'll find a program that worked the mom and baby thing worked for me absolutely certain things you just keep there's loads of stuff I put up and nobody had no interest <laughs> yeah and like you could just say well that's it I'm done or you could say okay I'll try something else no so, it's like even you doing this podcast is great like and even a girl was telling me about like your q and are so good like you're putting up so much time into it mm-hmm. like you're giving you free information like and it, like mm-hmm. I love doing all the Instagram stuff but like um like you need time for that as well like you know, I still love coaching people just being in the gym yeah. coaching my small groups or my one on ones like and, like there's PTs out there that are just Instagram PTs really yeah, like yeah. You know? exactly and, and it's not just it's holistic and you're very holistic like that it's this there's loads this with, with human beings are very 
hugely complicated and, and the amount of people I see lacking confidence are nearly every day coming in and don't even look at themselves in the mirror oh my god yeah and it's it's sad to see and, and uh, um, I'll go through just an example uh, later on about negative self talk which a life coaching client actually yesterday we talked about this and it, and I'll share that with you later on um, like but it, the difference there Mike just sorry for the question yeah, no, no, with no. people looking in the mirror you should see my daughter Grace and I bring up the mirror she loves herself yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. amazing every time she sees the mirror she's smiling and she's cooing at herself like, and, yeah. and and she's not going oh do you know I, my, I, I don't like the look of my my arms and my chin or my bum you know as in like do you know what I mean it's not like self-deprecating kind yeah. of um, it's funny you say that one of the mums was holding it because two sisters in the mums group and one sister had gone to the toilet and the other sister was holding her niece up against the mirror today and the niece was like do you know wonder excitement like yeah. do you know and some adults don't even want to look it's no sad. they can't even look themselves in the mirror like yeah. um, it's mad isn't it like that's I'm, I'm really into the holistic to train people and athletes as well I see it with athletes the whole time now. I hope we're not going off on a tangent, but like this is good information for people. Like, it is. Yeah. There's athletes that are like really strong, really mobile. Mm. Um, like they've got, they take all the boxes. In physio, they, they did a strength test and they still go off and pull a hamstring because yeah. there's obviously something like maybe internally there would be stress at work. Yeah. It could be yeah. anything, an internal stressor. Like, so I think people have started looking at the holistic side of fitness as well yeah. and injuries. And I think when, um, prime example of that is when, when Jerry Jerry Hussey went into the Irish boxing team and they had they weren't looking at the boxer as a human they were looking at performance initially of just what happened in the ring because I remember he said a story about Paddy Barnes had a lot of shit going on outside the ring and was never addressed and he was affecting his performance in the ring because his mind wasn't there so Jerry went in and they holistically looked at the boxer meditation mindfulness let's work on stuff outside the ring as well as inside the ring they had all the tools they were some of the best boxers in the country europe world do you know what i mean and but they weren't addressing the person they're addressing the boxer do you know what i mean so when they started looking holistically at the person the performances went screwed the gold silvers they're all podiums do you know what i mean so that's huge like and i think that's as you're working with athletes and you know teams all the time i think bringing that in will give that extra you know extra edge to them no absolutely um so that's brilliant um so kind of life threw you a bit of a curveball then recently fairly big one um and you had a fairly serious injury um playing the game you love we all skeleton rangers on south on south kerry yeah um talk us through that um what happened yeah um post match that night in the hospital just talk us through that yeah, so Michael, it was the 14th of May, so we were playing a local team, uh, Drummond Pierce's, and um, funny enough, the manager was actually going to arrest me that weekend, because I'm getting on a bit, like, but I think I'm 18 still, but he said we play me anyway, and he was in, I was in a new position, actually, right half-back, so I was starting the game, and I felt grand before, but like, but like, you know, I suppose I had a hectic week looking over, but I'll, I'll go through the game first, it was that 13th of May, anyway, and we're about 10 minutes in and was getting on a nice with the ball I think I made one mistake before that and like where the ball bounced over my head in the crowd getting kind of on my back like um, and the next thing I was really determined going for this ball so there was a ball kicked in over the top by the run made and um, there was a defender coming across from the opposition team and I managed to flick it over him and I was running on it and as I was just running on I just felt I looked around like who's that kicking me I was on the ground I could hear it actually like a like a, a, a a shotgun like and uh, I kept asking the referee who was hitting me and I said Jesus this is not good I knew it was like the pain was 
crazy like and uh, physio ran on and stuff I just couldn't get up and I was like typical me though I, I, I flipped into a positive I'll be fine once I get up I'll be able to, to run around tried to stand the next thing it was like bang it was like jelly legs like John Wayne shot me again I was on the ground and uh, laying there for ages like the, they couldn't get me off because I couldn't move so a stretcher came down and uh, a couple of lads had to lift me off and I was in the dressing room then and I was just lying there for for ages I think we were to wait two hours for the ambulance our physio didn't want uh, some people were saying get him in the car get him to Tralee but like well, literally was, my leg was like you couldn't move the bottom half of the leg so your patellar tendons just it's like from your knee it attaches your femur to your tibia and fibula like so couldn't move that part of my leg and I was there for about two hours um, uh, inside the dressing room waiting with an ice pack over me. I didn't even think of what it was at the time. I thought maybe cruciate ligament or I was just thinking like, it felt like a dislocated kneecap, which isn't too bad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, finally the ambulance came and brought me up to all uh, University Hospital Kerry and um, seen uh, one nurse and then seen a guy called uh, Joe Coolahan, who's a, a good friend of my wife, but my wife works, she works there. She's off in maternity. Joe from Tarbert uh, diagnosed and goes, oh, that's a, a ruptured patellar tendon. And the minute he said to me, because of my knowledge of training, I was like, oh, bingo, that's it. Like, and yeah, yeah. It's a rare enough injury, but it is becoming more common in J. seeing like, uh, Dahi Case in the Crokes suffered one. He did, yeah, the bad one. The bad one. Uh, Kieran Keating from my own club suffered one. And then, it's common in basketball, and the only soccer player that I know that happened to was Joe Gomez in Liverpool. Oh, yes. Uh, he kind of, he did get caught in an advertising hoarding or something like that. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's uh, yeah, so almost fourteen weeks post up now. So start literally night in hospital and uh, surgery the following day, and they just had to literally open me up and the knee, stitch back my tendon. I know. What were you thinking about like, the lying in bed that night? Um, I was like, you know, I, I always try and go to a positive place. Yeah, I was yeah. like, whoa, like it, it doesn't kind of hit me initially. I said, my body, my my shock, what you call it, like when you my default mode is positivity yeah, and take yeah, everything yeah. positive and it's going to be fine it's going to be fine Yeah. so I, I was always very positive right until even after the operation and it, it was like I suppose it's one of your questions coming down the line is like it's it hit me after like do you know yeah yeah. it was post you got home and stuff like that yeah it was like yeah. so like when I had the surgery the following day Mohammed, it was under John Rice but Mohammed was the, the surgeon a nice guy in fairness uh, he told me no sports for six months I was fine about that, like Jesus, sport is the last thing in your mind. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. For like your legs. Get back working. I'm yeah. So, uh, I was kept for yeah. So the surgery was on Monday, and I was out home on Tuesday. Um, I'll never forget it. Like it was, it was a positive mode, positive mode. Next thing, I'd been wheeled on by uh, what was his name? He's a character. He's a friend of Sarah's. Well. They all know my wife in there, so that's what I wheeled on. And, like I couldn't like. He showed me being wheeled through the hospital. I was in a cast from my ankle to my knee. It was full leg, like. full leg. It was the most embarrassing thing. Like I couldn't move my leg. Trying to get into the car, I swear to God, I got into the car. Next thing, fine driving home because I got to see Grace in the back of the car. And next thing, I came home and I was just like, someone pulled the the battery from under me. Like I started bawling, crying. Like yeah. how am I going to get through this? Like it was like, yeah, it's, it's like this the realization, and it's more. You can't really because I just to give a bit of context. I didn't do much patella but I did my Achilles and I was, in a, I was in a knee it wasn't a full leg but you know it was bad enough what I found is the vulnerability of not being able to do anything oh, you could right. like changing washing moving like you, you just don't you don't take for granted you, take, you do take it for granted how much we you know we and when you have one leg 
um, you do realise, like, Jesus, um, you just feel very vulnerable. I oh, felt. my God, man. Like, just the daily things, are, like, the small the simple things. Simple things. Yeah. You think simple, yeah. But luckily, um, my wife Sarah knows amazing. She's a naturally caring person, anyway, and yeah, she's, she's a highly qualified nurse, so I did have the benefit of that, but she was amazing to me, like, the way she treated me throughout yeah. the, the process. Like, she just, she was like, luckily, she's on maternity leave, so she's minding grace, but she had two babies into mine, like, <laughs> so yeah, it was tough funny. initially, like, the first uh, few days, but I, like, um, I got back into training then like luckily my gym key was kept in my car my car wasn't done was important me for a whole week so yeah. I couldn't get out my gym but it was locked it was probably a blessing in disguise so I started straight away the minute I'd say I wasn't out the operating table after I woke up an hour and I had a band in my back because my gear bag sent me from the Skelly Rangers game I remember you seen a video you on the story of you and the band yeah and I just started I lashed the band and I started doing banded rows and like wigging my toes and stuff like that like so I started my rehab that day like <laughs> that's brilliant yeah so and um, you know people can quite easily go the other way after an injury like that and um, I studying some sports psychology at the moment as well and um there's a lot of research and they're talking about studies that were done on people who had bad injuries like yourself and the recovery rate from people who had a positive mindset compared to ones who were like oh Jesus this always like I'm, I'm not going to ever play again this is why is it why always me why do I get to you know and there was a massive difference in recovery rates yeah. like huge and it shows how powerful the mind is in regards to your connection to your physical body crazy there's a book actually uh, Kevin Stone he was in the Brian Keane podcast a few weeks ago. I'm just actually seen the show and I bought the book in an audio mm-hmm. and like he had that statistic as well about people with positive mindsets, the recovery rates through the roof compared mm-hmm. to a negative mindset. Like it's, it's mad. Yeah. Um, and I found that with anyone, well, as soon as obviously I was gutted for you <coughs> to actually have the injury and then I was like, if there's one man who's going to recover quickly is Alan Devan, like, you know, and people know him or know and listen to him and even if you don't follow him you'll, you'll soon know the if there's anyone who's going to come back stronger is yourself like so it was uh and you wrote something on your cast as well just go through that with, uh, oh yeah. yes michael it's um so I, uh, my cast was joining on with and it was like jesus strikes like you said attract some attention to like because it's yeah, like yeah. your knee right up to your ankle like uh or, sorry your ankle right up to past your knee nearly as far as your hip so I wrote in uh, improvise, adapt, overcome. So it's like the US Navy uh, SEALs yeah. uh, quotation. I wrapped it off them. And like a, a, it's like any situation in life, you just have to improvise first. Um, even though it's hard, you will adapt and then you will eventually overcome it. And like, I'm out the other side now. You see me, I was dancing in the door in our town today. Like, yeah. saw me boxing yesterday and you saw probably me jumping off the, when you've come with us, jumping off the, the gap of the no rock there the last day. That was a real test. Joy. Was that you? That I, was didn't, me. I didn't realize you'd done it because I remember you. I didn't know if you would be too like kind of. I was. I went up first and like I won't jump to the big one, lads. I'll just jump in off. I'll just paddle around. Yeah. Next thing I jumped into the small one. I was like, oh, this is deep enough. So I'm gonna go for it. If it goes, it goes. Like that's some some. It was crazy. Like the people were actually text uh, Instagram me saying, "Give you out to me, you fool. You're not a surgery." But like, if it's gonna go, it's gonna go. Like you know. Uh, like, no, I just thought you were filming. I didn't actually notice it was you, John. I was trying to look and I couldn't quite make it out. Yeah, yeah. It's so just fair play, like. Yeah, so join us. Uh, but yeah, so um, improvise, adapt, overcome. That's a, a good quotation. Yeah. No, I think that was good, and I think I remember the first night I was lying in bed after the Achilles, and I I felt like giving up, but I wrote on it, "Don't give up." Um, so as in I could look at it and I could see it every day you know because I think it's quite it's quite humbling when you get there and you're like 
I had a business, I had a physical business, and there had to be movement. So as you said, adapt, improvise, adapt. You know the the, the need scooter thing I got. Yeah. I was looking around. Um, you know, I couldn't sit at home six weeks and get sick pay because I wasn't going to get it because I'm self-employed. So I had a business to run. So I I improvised, I adapted, and then you look back and you're like, you wonder how you kind of went through it. But it's funny, you just you just as you said, you you find a way. And I overcame it. Like so, it is all to do when you flip that switch. And yeah, I felt sorry for myself for a few days. And then I was like, look, there are, there are people in a lot far worse position than me who will never get used to back their legs again. Absolutely. And I've had people on the podcast who've who've had a, a lot more serious injuries. Um, now, obviously, it, re- it was relevant to me at the time, and, and I appreciate it was relevant to me, and it was a, a bad situation. But it's going to heal. It's happened. I can't change it's happened, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I have to move forward, do you know, or else you get stuck and you, you know, you recover, but like, you won't recover well, do you know, but it's mentally and physically, I suppose, is huge. No, that's brilliant. And I always talk to that as well, like, even Sarah reminded me a few times, like, 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 this too shall pass, like, you know, like, there's people that, yeah. unfortunately, are in wheelchairs full time. I'm sure they're fine. Look, they, they've, they've adapted to life, but like, I kept telling myself that, like, I will get my, on my feet again. So people must realise that. There's always, uh, there's always someone worse off than you. There is. Um, so just when you, when I, it reminded me of a, like, you can do a lot of stuff around your injury, you know, you to keep going like you did. You were doing single leg stuff. You were doing upper body. Yes. You were on the, the air bike. Do you know, I remember and they had a guy in here who's in crutches and he was, he broke his ankle. He was in a cast, but I had him doing like your seated battle ropes upper body work bench you know there's a lot you can do you know rather than just sitting there doing nothing do you know what I mean? which obviously you wouldn't but like you kind of documented your recovery which was great and it's really empowering so talk through the rehab and, and how you are now and what's what's sort of the next sort of little bit as well yeah so my rehab i suppose started as i said in the hospital there with the band and uh, the minute i went home I had my diary out and I was writing down every day what to do so they told me to do like 10 leg lifts straight legged uh, pain free but I was obviously doing way more than like 100 I was trying to do 100 a day so if they told me 10 I'd do 10 times that a month like uh, started doing like so rows banded rows banded chest press overhead desk because I didn't have the key to my gym the minute I opened that gym I was, it was a, new, a new man like, I think I put up the video the first day of real I was doing seated battle ropes seated slam balls uh, seated shoulder presses I was doing uh, loads of core work I did so much core work and I said my, my son was going to fall off like you know I just kept doing like sit ups uh, side bends just some bandy fits as work and uh, that was the initial phase like you're not supposed to do anything really for, for the first few weeks but like I got into a Don Joy brace then so I was in a cast for three weeks it was meant to be four but I was going to France so I had to get out of a cast so I twisted around and told them that they're all, I'd be fine in the brace. So the brace was much easier. I was able to crutch and walk around. Okay. Did you have one of those braces? No, I went from a cast for six weeks into a boot. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have the brace, no. Yeah, so similar to the, the boot on it goes right up past the knee. Um, but you said I had to keep the knee completely straight. So I wasn't low bended for, Jesus, it was six weeks. Um, yeah, so three weeks of the cast, three weeks in that brace, straight leg. And then every week then I was going to the physio. And they were just changing the degrees and they were bringing it in, bringing it in. And like every time they brought it in, I do like more, I do exercises to, to help build it in that, in that range of movement. So you imagine your leg is completely straight for a long time, like it's awkward, but 
gradually it's all coming back to a full range so I'm working with I was in the brace then on for how many weeks now so I was in the brace for another three so nine weeks so I'm three weeks out of this uh, this brace now and it's, it's going very well and moving around um, I can I'm cleared to do a lot of different exercises now like so I started really lunging yesterday which is cruel trying to lunge on this on this knee was you know lunges are hard as anyway as, like as they are, yeah, yeah. so I started squatting first two weeks of squatting were just isometric holds and just holding without weight and then started adding weight myself and knowing the exerture squats where you bring your knees to your elbow started with an empty bar I'm up to 60 kgs now like even though my squats are, are poor now do you know what I'm starting to your body's gas I'd always find the way yeah, my yeah. squats are starting to load one side of my body um, doing full like deadlifts now again well partial deadlifts hip thrusts I can do all that yeah. hip okay. dominance stuff I kept that going right throughout uh, once I was pain through I kept working on my glutes and um, my calves really, I was able to do all that stuff like but like geez, I lost a lot of um, there was a fierce amount atrophy, of atrophy yeah. Yeah, yeah but I think it's going to come back because like as I, was, as I described <laughs> to someone like you know I built up muscle there before so it's like literally a deflated balloon and I just blow up the balloon yeah, yeah. that's what it is like you know so yeah, it's going back, but it is hard. I believe yesterday, you know, you know, I love doing my mobility stuff, like how much mobility and ranges I've lost. Yeah, but I'm working on it. I look on, and as I said, when I went into Andy, first of all, Andy Fitz, who's been on the pod, um, great trainer, and I had hardly any movement in my ankle, do you know what I mean? So after the Achilles, because it's just so tight, but like again, time and, and you're, you're motivated and you're consistent, so yeah, that'll come, but um considering where you are like you know lying on your back uh, yeah, in that changer room you know and oh, uh, here man. you are like bounding in the door again you know yeah yeah so is. look it, it's getting there of course Andy Fitz is a uh, Andy Fitz movie there is a great uh, companion of a sport I would just finished a session with him he's great for um, pushing you past your, your limits and getting ranges back he's a specialist in it I'm also working with um, proactive physiotherapy clinic there Kieran O'Shea is helping me in fairness the district in Clarence does a physio there called Fiona Quality she's been helping me as well so I have a right team around me yeah, Lauren Starkey our, our colleague from New York has been doing a lot of work on the, the scar tissue and uh, well James Linan let's give James a, a mention he's been uh, helping he's, you're boxing with him he's been helping me as well yeah, yeah, yeah. my set up and all, and all the fight myself <laughs> yourselves we'll be too nice oh, I'm going to I know, I know yeah. we'll be too nice yeah, yeah. we all defense yeah, that's Linan on the pod um but uh, no, it's, it's, it's great to see you're kind of coming coming around and uh, yeah, life throws us challenges. Um, but, um, Absolutely. We, uh, as you said, improvise, adapt and overcome. If you're going to put any three words together, I think they're uh, they're the ones. Um, so to play or not to play, Alan? <laughs> GA? Yeah. Again, that is the biggest question now. Like, and and I, I am pretty positive, but I have struggled the last couple of weeks because like, you're in the ticks missed of club championship no like and then I said to you last year like a, you probably never missed really a, a year or, or kind of playing or maybe you, did you miss a year I know well I did actually take a sabbatical I was retired for almost a season and a half because yeah. I was done with Temple and I just fell out of love with the game I just yeah, yeah. was absolutely sick of it in course are you mad missing it now see I'm at more sessions like so I'm doing most of like I do the S&C for them so I do yeah. like the warm-ups and a bit of coaching so I'm at most of the sessions so you're involved still I'm heavily yeah. involved and like it does bridge the gap mm. um, and like I think like some of you could talk about even in this part is like attachment you know there's some people yeah. attach themselves to being I'm a footballer yeah, yeah, yeah. their whole life's about being a footballer like I'm not really attached to it even though I love it no don't get me wrong but like, I, I, I can transition away from like if, if I do retire I'll be I'm going to be involved in S&C and a bit of coaching so yeah. 
I won't miss it. And I, I don't feel I'm too attached to being a uh, footballer or the person. Like, I've, I've done a lot of work in that, like, not yeah. attaching yourself to anything. Like, yeah, I think I was guilty of that when I was younger, and and I was only talking about that in the in the master class. And I did a bit of a Q and A with a friend of mine. He has a, an online business up the country the, the last day, and I think I did have a bit of that um, attachment theory to say. As you said, Mike, the soccer player, like growing yeah. up, I was always fairly good and then didn't get to where I wanted to get. So then when I, when that didn't work out, that dream had gone, I thought, that's it. Sure, what, what else am I good for? Like, I, I didn't have the awareness of the traits that I have now that I, there's a lot more to me than just kicking a ball around, but that that's the only talent I thought I had. And then I was like, well, who am I now? Do you know, I'd, 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 I'd told myself that that was all I was... And when I failed, that was the end of the world. Yeah. So I went into a fairly dark depression then afterwards. But it's kind of like now, looking back, I'm more than that. Like, you know, that that was just something I had a, a talent for. And there's many other things, you know, I think I've got some good traits in other areas. But uh, I think, yeah, that's that's the key, that's the key point. And I think, you know, what I when I rehabbed it, I rehabbed as if I was going to go and play, but I was older than you. I was 40-odd at the time, so I, I knew I wasn't going back to playing full 11-a-side football for a club. I might do the odd 7-a-side because um, I do miss just playing and, and, and the crack and da-da-da. But um, it was like, okay, let's rehab it like I would, so to be as strong as I can just for, like, day-to-day, <laughs> you know. Is that kind of how you're thinking? Exactly, Michael. I'm the same, same as you. Like, I'm rehabbing with the full intention of going back playing, but, like, if it doesn't happen, I'm sure it will. But like I realised from being injured like that there's so much more um, time I can invest my time into other things because I'm, I'm an all-in kind of person like yeah, Jay yeah. was like when I was playing and that's why it, like it is disappointing this year because I put so much into like I just go to the pitch three or four times a week you know the dedication like I put I was putting my heart and soul into it because I know I don't have many years left even though funny on the way down to that game I was driving I was like Jesus the way I'm going the way I'm playing I could play because I'm 40 like it's mad I'm, I'm 34 and, and then it happened uh, 10 minutes in the game there the, the rogues pulled under you I was really telling myself Jesus I'm I was just playing while I felt good I felt younger I felt I'm actually faster than I was when I was younger like I suppose don't the S&C you know I'm proper S&C I was like uh, Ryan Geek's getting better at age like you yeah. know but um, as I said I, I am rehabbing with the full intention of being like a better faster fitter stronger player but like we'll see you know yeah Business is a part too much, you know, and when you're self-employed, you just makes you think, and you're a dad now. It just makes you think. You take more things into consideration. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, and as I said, like you, you will be involved either way. You know, it's still in the game. Do you know what I mean? You'll, you'll always be part of the club. You'll always, you know, Absolutely. you'll have passion for it. For, a, um, but I remember when I was getting a cast on, your man was like, "Well, I didn't really." I didn't really like the advice at the time because I didn't need it. I think I was getting recasted for after two weeks, and they said, "Look." Your man was like, you could be a fit 40-year-old, a fit 60-year-old, fit whatever, but you're still 40, you're still 60, your, your muscles, your tendons. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. I don't really want to hear it right now. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was just to kind of, as I said, rehab it strong. You want to, whatever hobby I kind of go, I did a bit of rowing, you know, this yeah. and that. Just to feel strong and feel kind of, and I'm probably stronger in that area now than I was before. I probably a lot of weaknesses that I weren't addressing and yeah. then post now working with Andy and doing my own stuff. I'm stronger probably than I was beforehand, you know, I'm not going to go back playing for a club, but, you know, those times are gone, but like I said, you know, kick around five a side, but uh, yeah. I think for your head, you know, yeah, just just try and get as strong as you can. 
And like people do, you know yourself, there's people that attach themselves to an injury. This attachment again, like, oh, I have a bad back, like, you know, like, I don't want to hear what this injury down the line, like, like I don't even want to tell people my knee, like, yeah, the scar's yeah. going to fade, and like, do you know, like, some people use an excuse for their range. I'm full intent to get my range back, like, you know, yeah. I'm really working on getting, even even if I can get a better range, because yeah. they want to be carrying around, or they allow the bad knee, like, you know, yeah. these bad knees. I won't even, do you know, I think about yeah. it down the line, like. It won't even be, uh, yes, it would just be a, a memory. Um, <clears throat> but I, this kind of probably goes on to my next question about, um, negative thinking, I suppose, and yeah. and negative self-talk, which again, years ago, I got better at it. Um, you know, the, the the inner chimp, the ego, whatever you want to call it, still rise up now and again, but you've got more awareness or more tools in your toolbox to deal with negative thoughts. Now, and I saw a great, and over the years, and I spoke about that in the masterclass I did there with the Soul Space the last day about um, the self-critic and the self-awareness and thinking when I was younger thinking like thoughts of you know we, we feel the way we feel because of the way we think so and then when I I thought at the time thoughts were facts like I didn't really understand yeah. it. and then from doing courses and researching and reading about neuroscience stuff like you know CBT is all about cognitive behavior therapy, therapy is all about um, the fact that our thoughts are not cast in stone so um, thoughts are not facts and they can be and um, not only can be we should be reviewing and challenging our thoughts if they're not going to guide us on the right path so you know you might wake up and automatically have a negative thought and you're automatically in a stress response state or you could be like look I'm not going to pay any attention to that I'm going to refocus I'm going to do my breath work I'm going to do my journaling I'm going to do you know I'm going to use the things that I know are going to put me in a, a better mindset so let me talk us through your routine and just talk us through your journey in regards to sort of what I just talked about, sort of, you know, whether there is that negative self-talk or maybe there was. I know, you know, you're, you know, you're a positive guy and I said, we, we can't be, we, it's, we're not happy clappy all the time. That's no. just not life. But what, but what I'm saying is like, what tools do you kind of use yourself in your own day to day? Um, so I suppose I'm going to. Like this app called the Secret Super App, it's from the, the book. Like, so that reminds me to do gratitude in the morning, even though when we did a break in time there, I actually did it for this morning because I went straight to work. Um, yeah, so that and then it reminds me to do affirmations the night before. Then, uh, last thing at night, I will always read a page or two of a book. And the current book is that uh, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff that you and Andy bought me, and it's a fantastic book. It's like hundred chapters, they're small chapters, they might be only a page or two with like different. Um, different tips for not sweating the small stuff like basically yeah. stuff we worry about uh, is not going to happen so that's one thing I do so I read every night and then I journal I have a little journal there beside my bed and I always write down my wins of the day so three wins of the day uh, I write down my MIT each of the following day some most important tasks so like podcast is one of my list today and uh, then I write I might write another bit of gratitude as well just grateful for just yeah. so those three things before bed and uh, when I wake up in the morning I try not to check my phone if I can yeah. so normally I go straight into the gym my client is there we're ready to go and uh, that's basically I try and do uh, always have an old self help book there just like in the background like the do the hard things my latest one it's about resilience and um, having all podcasts a week about you know just general positive news or mm. just reaffirming the positive affirmations and reaffirming um, how positive thinking can can help you that's why I always like the keeping all self help book just it just tops it up all the time like 
keeps the cup full. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then a few dips and a few jumps into waterfalls and, and I'll yeah, yeah, a bit, a, bit, a bit of cold water therapy. Like I like being half stuck, but like I just I just turn my coat my shower cold by night, like maybe yeah. for a minute or less, and I go for a swim, and I do shit that scares me, like you know, like the the jump yeah, last yeah. like. Well, like we went. Um, I probably didn't have a great couple of weeks myself personally, so I kind of it was a Kevin Lee there who was on the podcast last. He asked me. There was a spare seat. There's a couple of kayaks. He's got two double kayaks, and myself and him and Andy and and Klaus. Yeah. Got to give him a mention. We're uh, all close. The, the cat piper. The cat piper. Yeah, yeah, legend. And um, he said, "Do you want to go out for a bit of a kayak?" And it was. It filled my cup to the brim. I think that day, and it's something I badly needed. Beautiful yeah. day last Friday. I think it was. Always when it was the hot spell. The lake was like a mirror. Beautiful, like, and we were paddling. In the national park, you know, sun was on our backs. Yeah. We paddled over to Sullivan Cascades. We jumped in a few times, paddled around the corner. Then to then we saw about three or four of these eagles have been, you know, uh, housed there, rehomed there recently, and uh, you know we paddled around the back of a few hours. And it's like, and there's a couple of times we just paused in the middle of the lake, put my feet over the side into the water, was like, sat back, and we're like, I was like, Jesus, you know, you know, this is where. This is gratitude right here, do you know. Yeah. So, a massive effect on me mentally. I think that day as well, do you know. So, if we can get into nature, which you know, you know, yourself studies are proven, if you can get out into nature, it has the same effect as, as meditation does on the brain, even more so. So, that's something I've tried to do and going down to Dundag for a dip. You know, I did that uh, the the other week after work. I'd think busy enough day. Finished at seven, went down. Met Andy went down for a dip. Yeah. Sun was shining. Um, you know what a way to be able to finish a day like that do you know what I mean so yeah I think to kind of that pointing towards and uh, and we do that gratitude or that glad you know thing I, I've talked about before at the end of the day um and again I've like everyone I've fallen out of routines this stuff has happened where I've kind of maybe you know and I can I can tell when I was not doing those things yeah how it's affected me you and, and you know negatively and I'd be in, not in great form and blah 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 so but when I get into habit I think it's all about habit creation is we get back into that I find it has a, a better effect you know no absolutely another thing that you've done I know I've heard in your podcast the high five to the mirror in the morning I, I've still in the habit of doing that like yeah, I, yeah. it's like brushing your teeth you just have to keep them going and there will be times where you you fall out of it but again, you just have to, it's like anything, get back on the horse and... Uh, have a good, uh, good circle around you. Exactly. As I said, a good team. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. Um, so, last few questions. I won't keep it for too long. I know you're a busy boy. Um, do you have any of your own sort of, you know, you don't have to share them, as I said, any particular goals sort of strength-wise? And obviously you've got your rehab goals, 2022, 2023. Anything yourself? Um, I know you have probably personal goals, so don't worry about that. Yeah, but definitely with the is to come back and I I am gonna say go well, I am gonna play again this year. Like it would be a good story. Like as I said, some guys take twelve months. Sergeant told me six. The physio told me five. No, um, I was saying to myself last week four and a half. Then those days I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is so weak. I, I need yeah, to give it. Yeah. I can't imagine running around tearing around the pitch. So to obviously come back uh, and play my sport for for the end of the season would be a great goal of mine. Uh, keep building my business. Of course, would be would be nice. Like we're we're already past one threshold, so we'll see where where what are our targets I can hit, and um, 
I suppose just be a good dad, you know, be there for my daughter. Like I did transition into self employment to, to be around her as much as I can, yeah. even though I am working probably longer hours and I always need to be working. But like, if if Sarah wants to has an appointment somewhere, I can move clients around. That's the beauty of being self employed. Like you know, yeah. um, that's been another goal. So I suppose the four goals is health, wealth, love, and fulfillment. So your health is me getting back clean. My wealth is keep growing my business to another target. Um, my love goals is for my what, daughter and wife you yeah. know, and fulfillment would just be to achieve as many of those goals as possible I'd be happy if I could get one or two of those goals happy days um, and advice for people Alan um, I suppose you meet a lot of people in your line of business as well lacking a bit of confidence maybe they wanted to lose a bit of weight or they wanted to kind of whatever goal they had um, kind of a few basic steps that they can do obviously they can get a coach blah 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 but even just before then what what little things can they do say for example if it is weight loss or whatever it is that we they can do now today just to start the ball rolling small little tips um i think what's very important is get out moving get moving early in the day even if it's raining like just get outside early in the morning like don't forget yeah. up in the morning there and you're, you're having a coffee and early in the amazon and you're on your phone like and you're kind of starting your you're giving someone else the uh the pin to write your own story for the day like you're starting on someone else's terms where if you got up and got moving straight away and got outside and you just see a perspective going outside and you'll see you'll see an old cow between top of another cow you might get a laugh and like you know you'll just feel the rain on top of you and it's just more i like the bit of fresh air i think that's why last week even i took a morning off and i was stuck in the house for about two hours and uh, I was starting to get a bit cranky like I had to get out just got out for a walk up the, up the, up the, up the road and I just felt like a new man when I came back like. so get out and get moving and like uh, limit your your news intake because the news is just toxic like this week I deleted Twitter because I'm being a Manchester United fan it's, it's we're bottom of the barrel and stuff now like. and it, it does kind of affect my mood as, as strong minded as I am but every year I get I'm, I'm detaching myself from that like I feel like oh he's the Man United fan like I still love them and I still go to games but like I'm limiting like there's only so much mental rent you can pay out like you know yeah, and sure. that's in a book by Pippa Grange it's called Fearless it's a great book oh, okay. Fearless yeah she's a psychologist with the English National Team oh, Fearless God. yeah it's a good book um, so yeah limit your news get out get moving early in the morning uh, limit your phone time in the morning as well and your news intake and then what about uh, kind of maybe nutrition wise nutrition oh definitely have water first thing in the morning if you can yeah water like I put electrolytes on my water in the morning it's just, yeah, yeah. It's just hydrating me um, I think I started doing I had a coffee this morning because I was try not to have a coffee the first hour in the morning I, the morning I do I notice I'm a bit more energetic I had a lot of coffee this morning because it's Friday and I'm tired like, and I had a lot yeah. of sessions of, all week but the morning, if you can go an hour without your caffeine, it would be great. And then make sure there's a good whack of protein breakfast. Like I have two scoops of protein powder in my oats, or if I weed, because I have two scoops of protein powder. But like, it doesn't have to be a powder. It can be, uh, it can be two boiled eggs, yeah. or it can be four turkey rashes where you're getting 20 grams of protein. It can be Greek yogurt for your breakfast. Uh, have protein every day. I just think that fills you up as well. Yeah. A good breakfast. I know they say like people like fasting, and I used to do fasting. It's great, but I. What I see for a lot of people, like I chat with in their first um, consultation with me, is like they're skipping meals early in the day, but they're they're eating an awful lot more in the evenings. So if you're a person that does that, and a lot of people do when they go home, they eat and eat and eat, you're kind of make up for lost time. Or I think having a good breakfast sets the foundation for the day. That's my uh, six cents in that. 
Very good. Um, great advice there. And again, it's, as you said there, it's kind of low-hanging fruit. It doesn't have to be complicated. Stuff, but just, just taking action. It's kind of like we all have, and we talk about choice earlier on, and Viktor Frankl talked about it, you know, big time in man's search for meaning. It's like at the end of the day, conscious human beings who have a choice. And if you said to yourself, oh, I, I, I'd love to start doing a few push-ups of an evening, you know, maybe even five. Um, but I'll probably start that now Monday evening. This could be Friday. Yeah. You've got a choice to go down on the floor at that second that you thought of that and do five push-ups. But you're saying, no, I might wait till Monday. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Or uh, I, might, I might get a new pair of runners or something. I'll start walking next week. I'm sure you have a pair of runners already. Do you know what I mean? Put yeah. them by the bed or put them by the door. Give you a cue. But it's like what I find that fascinating is like that inner gym or the ego. Oh, look what I'd say you're a bit tight today let's start next week or something. Yeah. do you know what I mean because you could literally flip that mindset put on your trainers I'm going to go for a couple of maybe half an hour loop of lunchtime around the park it's action it's taking action do you know what I mean so I think that's and we all have the ability and the choice to do it um, but we, 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 were fun, we were on that subconscious kind of pre-programmed tapes and we kind of spend most of our day doing stuff that we don't even think about we just automatically do it you know so if we can tweak that sort of 15, 20% or whatever it is, 5% sometimes of that conscious mind to say, no, I'm going to take action now. Because I think it was it. I put on my story the last day, Mel Robbins, like right. you can, you know, everyone can have a dream, but like some people don't take the step to actually kind of go towards it, you know, take action towards it, you know, they just might. And then it just becomes what it is, a dream. It doesn't become anything else, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, taking action is the way forward. So, no, there's great tips there. Um, we'll wrap it up fairly soon but um, you, you mentioned a few books there but yeah. what's your sort of best read you've had this year or something you'd be like guys get on it now uh, like see it's a, a book is only it's a certain time like you need a certain book like you bought me don't sweat the small stuff so. yeah, well, yeah when you kind of yeah, yeah when I kind of need it like and what biggest thing I've taken it for that so far and there's loads of nuggets is like we're all kind of running around the place for, like we're doing stuff that there's a gun there. like we have to do this we have to do this and it's like your mum saying like you don't have to live your life like that where yeah. all these deadlines like perfectionism there's no point trying to be perfect with everything but that's one good book I'd recommend for the moment um, like you just, that secret is just a great old book like I know it's a bit la da but there are some good tips in it and then um, Mel Robbins the 5 second rule is a good book you know something pisses you off go 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 just take a pause and it's that pause between sort of uh, an event and your response is important because we can be quite reactive as people and but if you just step back okay let's review this um, and probably get better at it as I've got older but like it's yeah that pause is important because you can create space like you know and I, I find people are always like oh Jesus she is like we're almost nearly Halloween like it's the years flying but yeah. you know the time is time you know it's just our minds are racing so if we can slow our mind down a little bit with various tips that we're saying and kind of expanding and getting out of nature and kind of pausing before reacting you're actually creating space and it might not feel as time's flying <laughs> as fast as it does so um no, that's really good man um so what would we go for we're nearly now we're not far from now there um that's what happens we say we're going for half an hour or so and then we just kind of get yeah, lost, hour, yeah. lost in the moment um, I recommend everyone get some form of a journal, you know, even yeah. if it is your, your phone, but 
my phone's an airplane mode in the morning so I don't get notifications but that secret app reminds me to do my gratitude and it reminds me at 9 o'clock to do my affirmations and I'm before just like they can be a bit silly but like you know I'm cherished and valued but like when you say this stuff out loud it's like it makes a difference or say it to yourself if you're embarrassed by it like you know um, become your own uh, best number one fan like you know pat yourself in the back because like you have to believe in yourself and um, when you believe in yourself like more people kind of feed off you as well as a bounce off that so yeah it's funny you say that I had a life coaching client in this day one to one and we work with it's probably our fifth session now and really good progress and we talked about affirmations yesterday and I had given her uh, like at the end of each session we have a plan of action maybe three things that she can work on and then it's fortnight before we see each other again and one of them last time was to be a bit kinder to herself um, because there was a bit of negative talk there maybe do some affirmations in the morning and she came in and she said there's a lot of things she did and then she said some of the affirmations I couldn't I couldn't do, I couldn't say or write down because I didn't believe them, wow. which was kind of profound. She didn't believe them um, about herself. So <clears throat> I did an exercise then with her and I said, okay, I gave her a piece of paper and I said, write, write down five positive traits about you, five positive things about you. I'll give you about a minute. And when I say this in workshops, people struggle to do one or two, which is sad. Like they can't think of two, one thing positive about themselves. It's pretty sad. Until I show them a slide, the next slide with 50 things on it. And I said, how many of those do you think you are? And they're like, actually, most of them. But they can't have the awareness to, to realize their, their strengths. But anyways, this girl surprised me because she wrote down eight, nine things. And I said, look, you believe those things, don't you? And she goes, yeah. And then she goes, I am, I am kind. I am this. I am good. I do love my hair and my eyebrows. You know, she wrote off like eight things. And I'm like, well, there you go. Do you believe those? I said, she goes, yeah. And I said, take that home, put that up by the mirror and say those every day. And I text her later on, I said, great session. And she goes, she goes, do you know what? She said, uh, after, I always feel great after a session. She goes, uh, and I was walking around town doing my bits and she said, and I kept on saying, you're amazing to herself. And yeah. I was like, that's brilliant. Do you know what I mean? So we went from someone who didn't believe certain things. She, she didn't want to say them, which I, which I understand if you don't believe them. Absolutely. But, there was eight things she said positive about herself. She believed them and she said, no, I'm going to affirm those things and the rest will come. So I thought that was pretty, pretty special. And you know, actually, while you on about books, um, I think it's Institute on Manifest by Roxy Nafusi. That's a really good book, actually, guys. Um, it's audio is very good. I've actually bought it as well. And it's a, it's a journal book where you have to do with a writing in it. So if you like uh, writing down stuff, it's a really good book. Manifest. Yeah, I, I saw her on the podcast, High Performance. Yeah, yeah she's very good. Brilliant, yeah. Um, and what I like about that was like she's not it's not like manifesting winning that right? yeah or like manifesting you know she's all about the vision boards but don't keep looking at it every day because put it away because you sometimes lose track of the now yeah you know what I mean go back in it and kind of still have that goal and that focus but um, yeah I found that quite interesting and the way she's come from to where she is you know she you know, it does work Focus on the process, not the outcome. That's another thing I heard. Like, don't manifest. I think it was Jay Shetty said that it's not you know manifest of what you want. You manifest of how you're going to get there. Yeah. And the steps it's going to take, the journey you're going to go on. You'll you'll ultimately get there. But like, don't fixate on okay. I need to have this and have that. Say okay, what steps am I going to have to take to get to that point? Brilliant, Mike. That's brilliant, man. Um, that's number four in the bag, my friend. 
Yeah, um, looking forward to the old fifth one. Yeah, that was great. Really enjoyed that chat. And again, thanks for your friendship for one. And you know, we'll start with that. You're a great person, great friend. Really good at what you do, and you know, really good of that holistic. And that's why I think we're drawn together because <laughs> we have a very similar mindset in regards to the person. Is much more than just what you see on the surface. There's a there's a lot of deepness there. So I think we have that same holistic approach to, to working with people and creating a sense of community, a sense of a connection, I suppose. And that's what life is about. I think it's about connections. And I think, you know, we have a connection. We have a, we have a connection to our friends and our clients as well. And I think that is only, you know, seen in, in success you have and what you're going to go on, which is going to be massive. So I appreciate you and I appreciate you coming on. Lovely way. Thanks for that. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Cheers, guys. So that's a wrap, guy, on episode number 48, I think it was, yeah, with Alan Devan. Brilliant conversation, really deep, um, as it always does go um, with uh, Mr. Devan. So really good chat. Lots of takeaways there, guys. So if you liked it, um, which I'm sure you did, share, tag, all that type of jazz. Go on Apple Podcasts, give it a five rating. would be super, or whatever rating you want. Um, and uh, let's get this trending. Um, tag it on your story. Tag Alan, tag myself, tag the gym. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to listening to that back. I'm sure you will as well. And uh, have a great week. And 49 is coming very soon. Another beautiful, wonderful guest coming in and uh, for another deep conversation. Happy days. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.